Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. National Golf Day. We had to do a Big Drive Energy episode on National Golf Day. May 10th, we're out here in Studio A down at DNVR at the bar. Vibes are always immaculate here. Come down if you're in the Colorado area. Um, Great, great spot to watch sporting events in general. But National Golf Day, we're going to talk about Wyndham Clark, our guy. Denver, Colorado native. We grew up with him. He, He broke through and won on the PGA Tour this past week at the Wells Fargo. Not a, not a small tournament to win either. Uh, and then we're going to also talk about Tommy Cool, kind of a crazy story that came out of this last week. Uh, we'll get into more of that. We'll preview the Byron Nelson this coming weekend. Yeah, real treat. Real treat of a tournament. It's the week before a major, so we know it's going to be a little more chill. Uh, and then we're going to just Talk about golf, you know? That's what we do. That's that's what we do <laughs> in the Big Drive. Yeah, maybe some other shit. You never know where we're going to get to. And this is all brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Pins and Aces. Rocking the Pins hat. We got the Pins bag here in studio. If you guys are listening to the audio version of this, make sure to head over to our YouTube. We're going to have most of our pods on YouTube now, so make sure you're checking out the YouTube channel, Big Drive Energy. You can watch us. Um see us, you know, like flipping between Zins or drinking monsters or doing things like that on camera here in the studio. And Pins and Aces hooks it up. They We had a great time at the Scramble Day Mayo last Friday. They hooked it up with all the prizes. Everybody got a Pins and Aces beer sleeve. It fits seven beers in your bag. Uh, I'm packing up because we are actually heading to live. We're heading to the live event tomorrow. In Oklahoma. And I, Oklahoma, Broken Arrow, de- Oklahoma. What a, what a treat for us. Yeah. Um, but we are heading there tomorrow, and I've got my bag packed with my liquor stick and my beer sleeve so I can hold seven beers. Pinsandaces.com. Use that promo code BDE. Let them know we sent you there, and you're going to save 15% off and get free shipping on your entire order. They just moved warehouses, they're adding new stuff, new collabs all the time. So make sure to check out pinsandaces.com. Promo code BDE for 15% off. All right, let's tee it up. Hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition unlike any...
chicken. Somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed. <laughs> Wyndham motherfucking Clark. Yeah, dude, he finally did it. He, uh, I think he overcame quite a bit. And, and of course, everybody, the first thing they talk about on the broadcast was him losing his mom in 2013. I'm not saying that's not a big deal, but it just felt a little NFL drafty. Like, here's the worst thing that's ever happened to Wyndham Clark in his whole life. Like, congrats on the win. So, I mean... Definitely feel good good for the guy. Um, we played high school golf with him. For those of you who don't know, if you're a new listener, we've talked about it a Welcome few times. Welcome to the fucking show if you're new. <laughs> Welcome to the fucking show. Um, but yeah, so we played golf with him a couple times. Spencer says he played with him. I think you played in the group behind him. No, you ever so, actually, no you I, play with I him? played with him at Highland Hills. Is that the day you shot 76 as a senior and it was like the best day of your life? Yeah, I mean, we don't have to get too deep into what I shot. But no, this is how I knew. I mean, 76 is respectable. Wyndham Clark was two years younger than me. Uh, I was a senior. He's a year younger. Didn't he graduate in 2013? No, I graduated Uh, in 2013. He was a year older than me. Gotcha. So 2012, Wyndham Clark was a senior at Valor Christian High School. Uh, Their coach, I remember thinking two things about Wyndham Clark. First of all, our coach was our history teacher. Knew less than zero about fucking golf. He just he liked was to so bad, Mr. Bird. Mr. Sorry. Bird, shout out Mr. Bird. He was he was a legend. He was awesome to I hang would, out with. I would just we would just talk fantasy football all all class. Yeah, and I, all golf in the car on the course. That's I ended all up he being gave a shit about. I ended up being his teacher's aide, and it was literally an hour of analyzing our fantasy lineups. But back to Mr. Bird, he didn't know fuck about all. golf. Fuck all. <laughs> and he, I remember looking at the Valor kids. And I was like, I wonder who their coach is. And I like kind of looked it up and, oh, Jason Prio. And then like two months later, I was like, oh, that's Jason Prio in the U.S. Open. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) What a different life we live. Yeah. (laughs) Our coach is fucking teaching 13-year-olds history. Our coach is asking us for golf tips. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Our coach is asking us how the fuck to fix his 90-yard slice. And he legitimately would aim two fairways over. It was so. You good. remember, Mister? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. He on the first hole at the Valley of Fun, he'd aim square to the middle of the fucking driving range and slice and it sl- into nine. Yeah. It like, was. It was like the definition of a banana ball. Like it was a, a borderline fucking boomerang. So yeah, there's definitely a gap there in um, time invested uh, by the coaches, by the players. Like I, so I played quite frequently with a lot of the Valor kids, and I guess. Jason Prio, so I guess he was making like 20 grand a year just to coach their team. And then, so we coached the Elizabeth High School golf team, all about transparency here. Uh, what'd you make, $3,500? And that was like your fourth year doing it? Yeah, big um, payout there. Yeah, there's, I don't think there's anybody uh, at Elizabeth High School that makes 20 grand for doing any extracurricular. They don't make 20 grand to teach that. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Yeah, you're not you're not too far off, um, but yeah, I think Jason Prio was like paid only to like show up to events and like he was not at every practice. I know that because they had like three or four. I know their assistants were making four to five thousand dollars, and they had like six assistants um, that were like doing the developmental team. But I guess all they would do they would practice putting for an hour and a half of every practice. So they were just, like, on a different level. Like, our entire team was fucking around on the driving range. 
I actually, Mr. Bird watched me get thrown to the ground <laughs> as a sophomore in high school by one of the seniors on the driving range. Didn't do anything. Um, see something, say something. That's all I'm, I'm going to say. Uh, I really didn't feel like he was in my corner there. But, you know. Really it, left you high and yeah, dry. Yeah, he there. fucking left me hanging face down on the driving range. Um, but anywho, these kids were just built different from a very young age. I almost I think that we could probably get at least one of them on the podcast. The one that I played with, his name is Josh Seipel. Um, he played at Ole Miss, and now he's played some Latino America stuff. He's played some uh, PJ Tour Canada stuff, so he's a very, very good player. Um, but, yeah, those those kids from an early age were just built very differently. And the crazy thing is, is, like, I think one I'm not going to go over analytic here, but Wyndham is now known as probably first of all he's one of the longest guys on tour. He's I think he's ninth on tour in distance, which for being like he's like Rory's size I bet maybe a little bit bigger. I bet he's like five eight five nine. Not a big dude, like fairly slight build. He's not huge by any means. I think he's like low key cut, like. It doesn't look like he's that cut until I, I've never seen the dude with the shirt off. I'm not trying to make it weird, but I think I wish he, I could. I, yeah, I mean he's a good looking dude. Give him his give him his props. Give him his stick taps. But um, he hits it super long. And back when I was playing with him, we were playing with him. He did not hit it that far. Granted, he was in high school, but compared to like today's standards for high schoolers, I would say he was maybe like a average distance guy he was by no means long but the guy was the best putter i'd ever seen in my whole life like he made everything he looked at and that's not even like a joke i at regionals when i played with him he made over 100 feet of putts in the first three holes and i think he beat me by six i think he shot 67 i shot 63 and i felt like i hit the ball every bit as good if not better than he did so there's definitely a gap in short game. And I actually, chipping-wise, I feel pretty good about it. I'm a good chipping guy. I'm a good chipper. Um, I sound like such a fucking hack right now. I'm a good chipper. Um, but my chipping was very good. My putting was eh, not great. His putting was, like, too ready. Um, and it, it honestly, did you think it was going to take him this long to get on tour? Or to win on tour? I'm N sorry. No, I didn't. And I, I thought, like... He has he had kind of that vibe of the guy that just couldn't get it done. Yeah. And like we know I how mean, good he, he knew is. That. I'll I'll read this quote here shortly, but yeah, like we knew how good he is because we saw it up up front and personal. Yeah. I saw him the first hole I ever played with him, he blew one in the water right, dropped from like two ten and hit it to a foot and made par. And I was like, Okay, this shit's different than what I'm yeah. doing here. I three putted, made bogey. Sick. <laughs> but the we knew how good he was and how just like he had the passion too. Like he he shot. Mitchell tweeted this. If you guys aren't following us on Twitter, we're a good follow. Um, we think we are. Yeah. Uh, at Big Drive we just Energy tweet for our own enjoyment. Basically. Exactly. We uh, at Big Drive Energy on Twitter. But Mitchell tweeted a picture from the 2013 state championships out here in Colorado. 2011. 2011. Excuse me. You're uh, good. 2013 is just in my mind for some reason. It's Ten years I ago. I graduated. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Cool. Nobody else cares. Um, but the 2011 state championship, he shot 64-64, uh, 
uh, one by eight shots, beat our friend Miggs over here by 20. Yeah. Um, but I finished 13th and lost by 20. Yeah. But one thing I do remember from him, like, I didn't make state that year. I'm fucking, I was watching. You were, you were a freshman in college at that point. I was a junior. 2011? Oh, yeah, because I, it was I going graduated into in... You graduated yeah, yeah, yeah. in 11, yes. Man, my dates are You just, and Austin came down and Yeah, we came down and watched. Play. Yeah. And th this is actually kind of fucked up, but also funny. Uh, so we came down to watch Mitchell play. We drove all the way up to Windsor. from Cara Springs, about a three-hour drive. Didn't and you just watch Wyndham we watched, half the time? We watched Wyndham Clark hit more shots than we watched Mitchell hit. Yeah, which, I'm just over here fucking <laughs> hacking it up. <laughs> Shooting 74-74 is actually pretty respectable, but Wyndham... I remember Wyndham on a par five. He hit it in two, had like 25 feet for eagle. He missed it, and he about threw his putter in the lake. Yeah. And he's already up by 10 shots on the field. It's over. He could hit play left-handed the rest of the way in. No, he held himself to like a different standard on the green. Exactly. And he and just being a, you know very passionate. and You can call him a hothead. He was. Yeah. And read the quote um, that kind of tells you, where he got to now versus where he was when he was in high school and, and in college. I know he went to Oklahoma State, left, went Transferred to Oregon. Transferred to Oregon, yeah, won a national title at Oregon. Um, so, yeah, this is a quote after he won the Wells Fargo this last week. Uh, he said, to be honest, and this is a long one, so bear with me. Um, to be honest, when I lost in the Dominican this year, I was beginning to think that maybe I'll never win. I know that sounds crazy because I've only been out here five years, but I had a lot of chances to where I was within two or three shots, either going into the back nine or starting on a Sunday, and I always seemed to fall short. Not only that, but seemed like I fell back in positions. There was multiple texts and calls and times where I was so frustrated with people in my camp, whatever the fuck that means, uh, where I didn't think I would ever win, and I was like, let's just stop talking about it because I don't want to think about it. I said, maybe that's just not in the cards for me. So being in the position this time, I was like, well we've done we know what not to do i really learned from those experiences and i felt like today where i didn't have my best stuff early on i just told myself to relax i have a lot more holes but you can't win the tournament after the first few holes on a sunday little things where in the past i would have gotten fast and quick and already my mind's going forward um but basically and then he said he started reading a lot of different books some meditation uh, then just kind of a, approaching it differently than before. I think before I was maybe a little too focused on my score and kind of living and dying on that. And I'm a little more fo focused on making sure I get myself in the best mindset to score. So I'm more focused on that. And then hopefully the results take care of itself. So it's just like every, every other golfer. Like I preach that to everybody I've ever taught. You focus on the process, not the result. You have just like anything in life, golf's a great microcosm of life. Um, it it's not about the end result; it's about getting there and focusing on getting there, as opposed to focusing what you're gaining in the end. Um, but Wyndham, I yeah, he was a hothead in high school. Let's just be real; he got visibly angry, and I even heard in college he was very much a hothead uh, in multiple different occasions, and. For him to be 29 now and finally get to the point where he feels like he's focusing more on the process and not just basically tying his self-worth to his score on the golf course that day, it goes to show you like how fucking hard it is to go out on the PGA Tour and win. When this guy was miles ahead of 
either of us in high school. He won a national title at Oregon, not individually, but as a team. And he basically, th there's all these kids that go to these blue chip colleges that are nationally renowned uh, for years and years. Like, do you know what name comes to mind? Give me one golfer name that comes to mind that you thought was going to be really good that's like nobody now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. College-wise? Like yeah, just like at a, at a young age. Do you even have one? No, I don't. Okay, because do you remember the name Jordan Niebrugge? Yes, the, he played on some PGA he, Tour events. He right? played in some PGA Tour stuff. He played at Oklahoma State, but he was like a phenom as an amateur through college. And then I saw him at his local U.S. Open qualifier. I think he may have gotten through. Like he's not, he's not on the PGA Tour winning. So there's so many of these guys. Like to be as good as say Wyndham is or Jordan was, um, and still not even what was the. Kevin uh, Doherty, I played with him in a practice round down in Arizona. Um, he played at Oklahoma State, and he finally has won for the first time on the web.com tour. I played with him uh, 10 years ago, and he was playing full-time. You know, finances come into backing. There's a lot of other stuff that comes into it, but he finally just won on the web.com tour. God, I constantly call it the web the Corn Ferry Tour, and he's been out there trying... He's been playing full-time for over 10 years. So it just is insane how hard it is to win on the PGA Tour. And I think this one finally, like, hit the most home for us because we played with Wyndham and we know what, you know, how good he was at such a young age. Um, but overall, as a golf tournament, did you think it was a little bit of a letdown as, like, a... a a full field um, elevated event where Wyndham walked away with 3.6 million. Like did th there wasn't quite the star power at the top of the leaderboard. No, there wasn't, but I don't think that takes away from the event entirely either. Like I, I, I was seeing some takes about that, like that, Oh, that, you know, being in an elevated event, this wasn't a great field. First of all, great golf course. Um, I love quail, quail hollows. I would play out there any day. Yeah. Great golf course. But I, I think, I mean, personally, I don't think we can, like, talk because it was cool for us to see Wyndham win. Yeah. And Xander Shoffley, who we had on Big Bet Energy, follow us on Instagram for that. <laughs> Just plugging everything today, at Big Drive Energy Pod on Instagram. Every week we give our picks. Uh, we've hit, I believe, three or four shit. winners this year, though. Okay. They're normally, like... What are we down? We're down, like, 15 units on the year, so I mean, not bad. We just horrible. We hit one or two more winners. Considering we each pick three guys a week, we, we put in six units a week, we're... We're two and a half weeks, you know, we're, we could be worse. Yeah. Betting but we, golf and is very hard. And we've also had winners. Like I've had two guys, I've had three now in the last, or you had Xander this week who was right there. And then two weeks ago I had the Clark, Wyndham Clark, Bo Hostler, and they choked it down at the Zurich. And then last, or the week before that, the RBC, Jordan Spieth, or I mean, excuse me, um, Matt Fitzpatrick ended up beating. Can't lay? No, Matt Fitzpatrick in the playoff. Was it Spieth? 
It was Speed. Oh yeah, it was Jordan Speed. Yeah, I knew that. And I had Jordan Speed that week. Yeah, and, and I so, can't that week. Yeah, and so it's like, all right, we're we're close. Um, but Wyndham Clark is just I, like I think the tournament was great. Yeah. And and they were all talking on Sunday, and I tweeted this out as well. They were talking about like, oh, you know, I don't think I don't think that these guys are gonna run away. Talking about Xander and Wyndham. Yeah. They were basically four shots ahead of the entire field. Mm -hmm. uh, Wyndham was four, Xander was more two. And normally when that happens, when that happens in a PGA Tour event, you look up and you say, okay, what name is that? Who is that guy that's four shots up? And who are, who are those guys that are second, third, and fourth? Because yeah. that normally can you can tell on a Sunday that this is this is a trend. This yeah. is a guy that's like had a really good day. I mean, Wyndham shot the course record on Saturday. Yeah. 63, incredible golf from him. And, and then you're like, oh, it's Wyndham Clark. And I think he almost knows, too, like thoughts creep in that everybody else thinks he's not going to get the job done. So it just makes it that much harder when you have a guy like Xander Schauffele, who really hasn't won as much as we think, like as everybody thinks he's won. When you hear his name, you think of him as like a top 10 guy in the world. And I think he is, but he just hasn't really backed it up with the W's. And he's actually kind of been, I wouldn't say famous, but started to kind of get the label that he's a choker. Like, and I think he choked this week. Did you not? I mean, he could have really made a statement on that front nine. Wyndham shot one over on the front. Didn't play his best golf by any means. Um, Xander, if he would have shot three, four under on the front, he could have changed the entire uh, outlook of that that back nine. You know what I mean? And he just didn't. He didn't take advantage he and then Wyndham started getting dialed in on the back. Wyndham fucking started flagging it, started making putts. He even had that dirty lip out. You saw that lip out? Yeah. Complete 360. And that I think that was to get up by three and really separate himself. I mean, he ended up winning by four, I think, is is the correct. Five, I think five. Did he win by he was No, because he made bogey. Yeah, he, he was at 20 under, 18. made bogey on 18. That's like Shoot, the classic. I, I did that. I made bogey on the last hole of my PAT to get finish right at the number. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. wrong. No. Play a little safe. No, right? nothing wrong with that. But no, he... They thought he was going to come back to the field at 15 under on Sunday. He ran away from it. Yeah. And that's impressive with that big of a field, that big of a payout. So that gets his career money to over $11 million. So he was sitting around six and a half. So he, you know. He literally won 33% of his, or isn't, 50 per, he, I don't, I'm not good at math. I'm yeah, like try. it's doubled, but doubled like 1.5s it. I don't know what the word yeah, is, yeah. but like time and a half. Yeah, he time and a half his entire career earnings. And I was just looking at some of his stats, and I won't get too deep into this, but just in general on the tour, he is first on tour putting from three feet. Holy shit. He hasn't missed one yet all season. He was. He has not missed. He is 100% from three feet. Dude, I think, um, I think he missed one putt inside of 10 feet last week. That's that's fucking bananas. Yeah. <laughs> With as good as he hits it, he he would win every week if he putted like that. Um the one thing I was gonna say about his putting, I got sidetracked, fucking shocker. Uh he uses this long, like he doesn't arm anchor it. He doesn't anchor it elbow, whatever, forearm anchor. Um, but a lot of these guys have gone to these long uh like weight balance putters, and he's got the toe really far in the air which is not traditionally what you see among, like, the best putters to ever do it. Corey Pavin, Steve Stricker. Um, oh, who's the the old dude from Texas that I'm missing? Uh, ben Crenshaw. You, you hardly ever see an elite putter 
have their toe, their hands low and their toe really high off the ground. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I hate that look. Yeah. I, I, whenever it, it my toe like gets off the ground, I'm like, nope, yeah. you got to flatten this out. Yeah, exactly. So he's been very consistent about like keeping his toe off of the ground. And it's so weird because it looked so much different from high school. And that is, I, I'm not going to go too deep like you just said, but if, like, when these guys get that good, these teachers can tell them the wrong shit, and they still went on tour. Like, everybody's like, oh, well, Hank Haney's a great coach because he coached Tiger Woods, who won all of this. Tiger Woods overcame how bad of a teacher Hank Haney was. That's how good Tiger Woods was. So teaching, th there has to be, like, some sort of reason for why you're doing something. But if, moral of the story, if somebody's just telling you to do something because they like it that way and they don't really have any reasoning for it, then don't go to it. Because I don't know why else Wyndham, maybe it feels comfortable to him, but I, like I said, I've never seen that type of putting style do that well in a on a consistent basis long-term for anybody. And I know, like I said, Wyndham's like the best play, best putter I've ever seen with my own two eyes. But that was, he was using a straight-shafted, Odyssey Rossi that Bob Estes, he told me, he's like, Bob Estes won $5 million on tour with this putter. Like, he would legitimately bring his putter, if they went to Chili's after, he would bring his putter into the restaurant. He would leave his whole bag, he would bring his putter into the restaurant, shine it up every night. Like, it, he was a, a putting guru. And just to see him change his style and win that way is awesome, um, but I don't necessarily think, I think he may have been a better putter when he was 18 than he is right now. And, and that's crazy to think about. And shout out to Wyndham for just bucking the trend of being the guy that hasn't won that then collapses. Like it's, yeah. it's happened a few times to him. No, I you, believe get it was that, the you get that Canadian label. RBC Canadian open when Rory won this past year, Last he was yeah. leading going into Sunday. No, he's had his fair share of leads. Like yeah. He's he's done very well in multiple different spots, and I think it was cool too, and it meant something a little extra that he won such a big event. Like it wasn't a, a an wasn't opposite field Puerto Rico Open. Yeah, or... exactly. It wasn't a Tony Finau win. It was a fucking real. Win. It was a big boy strap your pants up. Yeah, I win. know. I know Servo like that comment because he's he's been texting me about me shit talking Tony Finau's dubs. Um, but no, it was a big boy win. Like I'm I'm here, and I. I think he could win. I think this kind of opens up the door for him. That's exactly what I was going to ask you is now that he's done it and he talked, you had that quote, yeah. kind of that doubt creeps in your mind. Now this could be a fucking this avalanche. Could, yeah. And yeah. He, he, I mean, I don't think it's a Scotty Scheffler level avalanche, no. but like he, I think he could win multiple. I, could, I think he could win again this season. Yeah. I he, think, I think he could win five to 10 times in his career on tour. He's had 180 career starts and that was his first win, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, one thing that's interesting too is so he's first, uh, first on the entire PGA Tour this year, also in birdies. Oh wow! So like he makes the low numbers. He he's just like he's a gamer. He dude. is a gamer, and now like I he's feel a like borderline he, golf psychopath. Yeah, and like, he's got that fucking confidence now. And what's funny about golf is he's twenty nine. You're like, dude, is the dude too old to like go on? Other sports, he could 28, be doing this 29, for 15 more years easily. That's his prime. But yeah. when he's been like you talked about at Oregon, won a national title. When we were kids, he was like, okay, this kid's going to the tour. We knew it when he yeah. was 14, 15, and he doesn't win till 29. It's like, oh, he's, he's late, but he's 29. Yeah. I'm, I'm 29. No, like, this, is, this is very much how tour used to be. Like, 
the Scotty Shefflers of the world and the Sam Burns, all these young dudes that came out and started winning really bucked the trend of what used to be like you put in your time on the tour, you have you get into a few final groups. You, you know what I mean? Like you get your experience under your belt and then you win. And so by old standards, I would say this is pretty on par for pardon the pun, um, pretty on par for where his career trajectory could be headed. And like now I think it's fucking shooting through the roof. I think, like I said, uh, now that he's got that first win under it, the first one's always the toughest, almost like anything in life. Uh, first, just getting that one under your belt's always the toughest. And I, I think we could see some, some pretty exciting stuff out of him moving forward. He, he even has the game to compete at majors. I was going to say it that, a long fucking way. That's the next step now. Yeah. And, and who knows with this newfound confidence and just generality of how much better he feels yeah. after that kind of like that weights off his shoulders, he's won. Now it's go time. Yeah. Like these may like it's PGA championship like a, next week. Look out. And, like, and he's skipping a week. So he's not trying to win back to back weeks. You know, that's fucked. Um, so yeah, he's taking the week off or I don't even know if he's in the field or not. I assume he's taking the week off, um, getting ready for the PGA, but yeah, I think he's very capable of competing in majors. I just kind of talked myself into that. Like, I went from, I think he can win, to like, why can't he win a major? So why can't he win 18 majors? Yeah. Like, can he touch Jack? Yeah. Uh, he's His ceiling is very high. Like, it's not Brian Gay hitting it 260, putting crazy well. Like, he he's hitting it as far as anybody ever has on tour. And if he's putting well, there's nothing stopping him. Yeah, he is not in the field this week. Okay. Um, you know who is in the field all the time, though, is our great friends over at Manscaped. If you look, if you're on YouTube, my hair is not good, but, like, look at this. I gave myself a I little... I feel like the uh, lighting is doing you a favor. I gave myself a little trim today. Looks my great. Ha- the side of my hair, my the side of my, you know, taint. balls. <laughs> the uh, the whole bit, and I did that with Manscaped. you sides of your taint? Like, no, I even, I don't know, actually. I think there's just one taint. Yeah, I think there's I no think sides to it. It's like a little envelope. <laughs> you, but, you gotta watch yourself. You can't nick anything down there. But you don't nick anything with Manscaped. Correct. And I use the whole Performance Package 4.0. Comes with the lawnmower, which is waterproof. Do that in the shower. There's not a huge mess. And then I have a separate lawnmower for my hair. So I got the up top lawnmower and I got the down low lawnmower. You can't mix those. I'm not going to be shaving my... Business and pleasure. <laughs> yeah, you can't... Can't, can't mix them. Can't be mixing those. Can't shit where you eat. And head over to manscaped.com. Use the promo code DNVR, and you're getting 20% off your entire order plus free shipping. That's 20% off plus free shipping with code DNVR at Manscaped. Summer's right around the corner. We're about to be there. It's hot every day. I got the crop mop. The crop mop, I'm bringing to Tulsa with us. I've it, got like four in my, my little travel case. Thank God, because I need some of those. Yeah, we're going to be crop mopping the shit out of it. Yeah. All weekend at Broken, in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. My might sweat off of my body. I might lose it. <laughs> the it's going to be like down on my ankle. The crop mop will take care of that for you guys. So make sure you head over to manscaped.com. There's a ton of great products there uh, for you to use, man or woman. Um, you know, the, the razor's perfect to shave for anybody. Never cut myself with a razor, a manscaped razor, uh, before and never will because they have that kind of technology. All right, let's talk about this guy, our, our, great, our, our great friend, 
I just like saying that yeah. for some reason. Like we know everyone. Like we do not know this guy. I think what did he play at Illinois? Yeah, so what Tommy Cool. That's a great name. Any relation to Chad Cool? No, probably not. Probably not. It's K U H L. Chad Cool's a hack. He yeah. He was kind of good for a while. <laughs> for the for what our baseball team, he was really good. Um the just, Rockies? Yeah, I mean for his their level. Oh yeah, compared um, to everybody yeah. else on the roster. Yeah, so if you guys haven't heard about this, Tommy Cool shot a course record at a U.S. Open qualifier, and then disqualified himself for breaking a rule. Yeah, thought your thoughts. Um, well, so I'll explain a little bit as to what that means. Uh, basically, he was fixing verification marks on the green, and he realized it once somebody else said. Oh, I had such a tough time putting on the airfied greens today. And if I'm being dead honest, I did not know that was a rule. I did not know you couldn't even tap down an air. I get like getting in there with a shovel, not a shovel, but a divot tool and like hammering it up and then hammering it down. That's not okay. But just simply tapping down uh airfication mark. I'm hitting my mic now. This is good. Um, Gotta get my belly out of the way. Uh, <laughs> it, that is not going to help you putt. Like that's it. It just blows my mind. Like the ridiculous rules in golf, and we've gone over this multiple times. Um, just one pops up where you're like, I didn't even know that was a thing. And even so, M Monday Q info tweeted it out. He actually wrote an article on it, and he goes, I would like to. Um, I would like to, what is the post, uh, I would like to post, oh, fuck, I forget what it's called, but he's like, mm. anywho, he's like, I'd like to eliminate myself for all these events that I've played in previously that I did that on um, from high school all the way till now, because so many golfers don't even know that's a rule. I remember, well, and it's a locally adopted rule, too, I think, is the, is the, problem um but i remember a high school tournament i played in where they were letting us take towels and sweep off our lines like you were basically because there was a shitload of sand on the green but you were basically like drawing your little train track to the hole and that was fine and i just feel for the dude i really do and the, it the rule just needs to be abolished well just take uh, it out 100 percent. and i didn't know it was a rule either I have two questions. So first of all, why the fuck are you playing a U.S. Open qualifier on, on a goddamn yeah. course with airified greens? That's the most absurd thing I've ever heard. No, I played the Broadmoor multiple. Remember the Broadmoor's greens were terrible when I played the U.S. Open local there. Um, so yeah, you sh you definitely shouldn't be. But the problem is, is they have to do it so early, and they have to have them. I mean, you can't just have them in California. And Florida and Arizona, you know what I mean? Where those places you don't necessarily have to airify. You can pick different times of the year to airify. Um, but in the Midwest where he was playing in Illinois, you have Colorado, you know, anywhere, Kansas, you name it, Missouri, whatever. Everybody airifies in April, mid to late April, so the greens can grow, basically. Um, and it's just an issue because they do the qualifying so early that they have no choice. Like there's not, they're not going to find a golf course in Illinois that doesn't have verified greens at that point. Or they're, if they're not verified, they're dog shit. So it is a, it's a, 
it's not a not a fun circumstance, but there's really nothing you can do about it unless you push the qualifying dates back. Yeah, and which they really can't do. But the other thing that I'm thinking about too is like you said, you know, I'd like to actually see Oh, retroactively is what I Oh, wow, that, there we that, go. It just popped Only up 5 minutes later. Oh yeah. boy. Um <laughs> the I, I'm curious as to how much he was fixing them. Because that's the thing. Is like, if you think about aerated greens... Every are, dude uh, in the field was probably fixing Exactly. Yeah. And are you... Is he literally going on, like, a three-footer and the four holes that are... Five holes that are in his way, like, boom, 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 boom. Why would you not be able... If you had a ball mark that you, you know, you just spun a... Or you just landed a ball four feet in front of your line that now your ball's there and you're putting, you can go up and fix that. Yeah, I, I just think like it's it, so uh, crazy to me that you shoot a course record. Does the course record count with the Arified Greens now? Like now that he, he DQ'd himself, himself, like does he? I don't think if he you're him, the, do you claim it? I don't think he will. Oh, I but he's do. so but he's so fucking good. He's gonna have a hundred course records by the time it's all said and done. Like yeah, if it was one of us, I'd be like yeah. Like I take part. I take aces on par three courses. I feel like that's the equivalent to that. Um but I think everybody in that field was, at, at one point or another, there's so much room for interpretation there. Like, if you tap down what looked like a spike mark and it turns out to be an airification hole, are you DQ'd? Like, this may be the one time where I think, if it was me, I wouldn't have DQ'd myself, but I would have been, like, noted. Going forward, I'm not going to do that. You know, you know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Yeah, I just don't know like, how... I'd be kind of back in my head like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm not going to say anything, but I'm not going to do it again. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm like... I'm just so lost as to the fact of... Like, like maybe my maybe my conscience isn't as, as deep as this dude's, but oh, I'd be no, like... Oh, no, yours is... No. <laughs> fuck well, no. let's let's pretend your... Cons- your conscience that- is as shallow as a fucking sheet of paper. Oh, well, that's kind of messed up. Let's... Let's pretend it's deep. Let's pretend my conscience is deep as the fucking Pacific Ocean. I don't think, I still don't think I would ever get to a point where I was like, I was cheating the whole day. Like, yeah. he still had to make the putts. He still, like, that. that is such a arbitrary rule to exactly. changing there's your so, score. Like, there's so much room for interpretation. Right. There. Like, if you're dropping pocket balls in the rough, yeah. there's a difference or there. Or if you're and, fucking setting two alignment sticks next to the hole like funneling your ball into the hole for every putt, then sure. Like, exactly. There's so many different levels to cheating. I wouldn't even call this cheating. Like, it's just a tough scene for that dude. Luckily, he's good enough to where he's not going to have to worry about it. And I even saw that the U.S. uh, Open could possibly give him a sectional uh, invite, which I think would be good on them. They're probably not going to because they fucking suck like everything else. Like the USGA does, uh, RNA, whatever. Um, they probably won't, but they should because fair and square, you know, everybody in that field was doing the exact same shit. I guarantee you the dude in second place was like, sweet, I just won medalist and I was doing the exact same thing he did. Like, it, it's sad, but not everybody's going to come forward in that position. Yeah. And I do think that, or they should have done a solidarity where everybody was like, we did the same thing. And, yeah. And they said, DQ all of us. Yeah. Or DQ none of us. Yeah. And well, the funny thing about that too is, so him DQing himself ended up hit one of his teammates was in a playoff. Oh, and he got in, and he got in automatically without having to do the playoff. So it it kind of had a little bit of a. I wonder how his teammate feels 
Um, but like, it's just like one of those things where I, I don't know. I just, I don't, like he said, I felt sick to my stomach. I wouldn't have been able to sleep if I didn't tell the rules official. Um, Good God. Yeah, fucking choir boy. It says, although the rule for fixing spike marks has changed, the rule for fixing aeration marks has not, unless a lo- local rule is uh, enhanced, enacted. Excuse me. <laughs> I should know better. It comes enhanced. down to me. I should know the rule. Um, and honestly, a lot of the times things in golf that happen like this, I don't know if we ever touched on it, but uh, a couple weeks ago there was a a bunch of guys got DQ'd in a tournament because they took a cart. Like somebody oh, yeah, was they on took a cart. A, yeah, they took transportation. Yeah, and they all got DQ'd, and like the transportation was there. It looked like somebody was working. They just hopped on it, yeah. went from a hole to another hole. Like some of the, the like, this is the shit that people are like, what? Why? Yeah. Why the, do I even play golf? Like what? It, it's like, I mean, there's been a few other sports out there like that can't seem to get out of their own way when it comes to growing your brand. Shit like that is what people think of when they think of golf. Like, oh. I can make one wrong step and I'm DQ'd. Or, you know, casual golf's different story. But playing tournament golf, that's what I think scares a lot of people away from tournament golf because you're going to run into people that are like, oh, this rule, that rule, you know. It's just not... I, my my um, thing whenever I play in any sort of tournament... Oh, by the way, I'll get to that. I'm playing in a tournament in a couple weeks. Um is that if anything's in question, I just call over rules official. Or I at least call over one of my playing partners and being like, hey, if we're going down, we're going down together because you know I'm doing this. Like, yeah. if you say it's okay, this is on you. Like, I'm not making a fucking decision by myself here. Right. So you're at least calling somebody over. So, But it's also just crazy that d- did his playing partners not know? Were his playing partners doing the same thing? Yeah, yeah. do you think they were, like, this like, is such an arbitrary thing, but do you think they were sitting there the whole round being like, what the fuck, this guy's fucking cheating. Yeah. Like, do you think just they thought that, up? or they were just, like, doing it too, yeah. and maybe, like, they ended up qualifying and didn't, like, who knows? Oh, it's a can of worms. It is. And, you know, I think always when things like this happen on the PGA Tour, just in life in general, but since we're a golf podcast, the PGA Tour, professional golf, like, it comes back better. In the end, like this guy's now going to get probably some it's sort of, you know, very, it's, yeah, it, yeah, it's really good karma, which is a very real thing in life and boiling it down. It's also a very real thing in golf. So his teammates getting in, he's going to have to maybe wait, but sounds like if he's, um, you know, he, shooting a course record, yeah. yeah, if he's shooting a course record on his airified fixed pitch marks, he's going to be fine and, yeah. and play in the U.S. Open at some point. He'll be just fine. He, yeah. They just need to change the rules. So just rewrite the rule book. Exactly. Before we get to your tournament, um, and we want to talk about, we'll preview the live event and preview the Byron Nelson pretty quick. I uh, want to take a quick break. So let's talk about this tournament you're playing in. Yeah. So it's a two man thing with my bu- good buddy Logan Lenz. He's probably not listening to this, uh, but it is a. It's like a nine-hole best ball, or no, it's it's 27 holes one day, or 36 holes one day, and then 18 the next, or no, it might be 36 each day. I have no fucking clue. Sounds like um, you want to talk about this tournament, but you have no clue what the fuck's well, going yeah, on. Well, yeah, let me read the text that I've, I received from Logan. So are you cheating by playing in this because no, you're technically a professional? No, I openly told them, I was like... I, I told Logan because I was honestly trying to get out of it. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's the that best way for us to get out of any events, any amateur tournaments that people ask us to play in. It's like 
Sorry, dude, we're professionals. That's a very loose term if you've ever hung out with us or played golf with us. Mitchell's pretty good. I'm mediocre, but uh, it, it's a very loose term to call us professionals, but it really does take us out of the running for playing in a lot of you know, fun little events that we could play, and we don't have handicaps. Get your handicap with the CGA or the USGA, but uh, we don't have handicaps, and we can't technically play in a lot of these amateur events because if people find out, I think you'd be a little more safe you can mm. just say you're a good player and just kind of sandbag it out there. Yeah, I'm not PGA. Right. Like I got this, uh, you know, this little these three letters next to my name that make my life really great. Yeah, such a benefit to you. Um, okay, so I have it right here. So I play three rounds. Uh, Saturday morning is at Fox Hollow. It's a two man net best ball. So you playing at like a zero? I'm assuming. Yeah, I think. But if I I almost feel bad at playing a zero if we're playing, like, the blue tees. Like, I think from the blue tees, I'm probably, like, a plus four. If if all parts... Is that, like, the one-ups, basically? Yeah. I'd probably say I'm, like, a plus three or four from the blue tees. At elevation, all things considered. If I were to play the black tees, I just feel comfortable playing anywhere between a scratch and a plus two. Um, round one, two-man net best ball. Uh, round two is two-man net scramble, and then round three is net stroke play. Both balls count. And I just realized Sunday's at Legacy Ridge, which, fuck that. I hate that golf course. We're having um, a good DNVR golf tournament at Legacy Ridge, August 18th. <laughs> Shout out at Legacy Ridge. Oh, uh, we'll cut that. It's going to uh, be great. No, I don't. I've just had a bad experience there. I don't hate the golf course. I had a bad experience with not getting into the Colorado Open there. Um, but yeah, so I am going to be playing. I'm not sure if I'm playing off of a plus two or zero, but, or anywhere in between there, but either way, I'm really looking forward to it just from the aspect of like, I haven't just gone to a golf course, to like play something fun like that. Just the camaraderie of everybody. Like, you know, when this, the shotgun's getting ready to get like loaded up and everybody's kind of milling around. Like I haven't had that, that kind of, but it's also a, a it's not a professional event. Like, that was the last events I played in where everybody just was a douchebag, um, for the most part, besides me, of course. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to the the amount of fun it's going to be. And I think, like, my buddy Logan, so Logan and Ryder won this last year. They And I think it was match play. Uh, Sunday was, like, net match play or some shit. I don't know. Um, but... Logan's like, you got some big shoes to fill. And that's like the gorgeous thing about golf is Ryder isn't playing and he's like a 15 handicap and I'm way better than him. But because it's a net event, like Ryder's probably better than me net on a good day. You know what I mean? So Logan's like, you got some big shoes to fill. I'm like, dude, I'm way fucking better than Ryder. <laughs> but I guess that doesn't mean anything when it's a net event, you know? So I am looking forward to it. Uh, I'll definitely give everybody the results. It's June 2nd, 3rd, um, so I'll talk. I'm not going to go shot for shot. I'm not that guy. I'll just throw in all the birdies I made, and then the— So it should be a quick recap? I think I can make— recap. Yeah, they're, but they're doing, like, close to the pin, which if I don't win one, that's on me. I'll, I'll have contemplations there. Uh, but I think you can win, like, 1300 bucks. so— Hopefully, I'll be 1300 bucks heavier by June 4th. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, dude. Like you said, going out and playing in just like the 
the feel of a like a scramble or a shot like and that's not a scramble necessarily but the feel of a shotgun tournament like we did that friday at the scramble de mayo thanks to uh, everybody that came out we will have two more events in colorado we have an event if you're in the arizona area we've got an event there late may or yeah later this month actually the it keeping may. it 100 uh here in a couple weeks and then we're in talks to do one in Chicago. So we're going to be doing one of those as well. Fuck yeah. Um, we're, we're, you know, all around the country here at Big Drive Energy. But We're global. The, uh, the idea of just showing up to a course and not, like we, Friday, I was, you know, we were running around, putting waters in carts, checking people in, like yeah, just no. showing up and, and somebody else is fucking doing everything. You just sit in your cart, you go hit range balls. I'm and, getting a breakfast burrito, shitting my brains out. Like, oh, I will. So from the scrambled in Mayo, like, <laughs> Mitchell and I being brothers is an unfair. He's always worked. We always work together. Every job we've had has been together, which is, much. is great. But also, like, one it of has us has to take charge, yeah. and it's me, generally speaking, in most things. But uh, I had a moment, dude, where I wanted to fucking wring your neck. When I was sitting over in the cart? I, so, scrambled in my own. I'm checking I asked people you in. if you needed help, and you said no. See, but I'm, like, I'm, I'm kind of a narcissist. I, there's nothing else I could have done. Where, like, he could have helped me. You're I'm a martyr. martyr. He could have helped me, but I didn't want to say I needed the help. I just wanted the help. You just need to be open with your feelings. <laughs> you just need to be straight up with me. Well, like. so I wanted... I'm getting, like, plowed with check-ins. Like, I'm getting wrecked. I'm trying to sell mulligans. I'm trying to, like, figure out where people are at. I look over and Mitchell's fucking dry swinging by our cart like 30 minutes before the fucking I tournament. Was I was doing everybody like, a real oh favor my God. I was going to be carrying our fucking team all day. Hey, I hit some great golf shots. No, we you sh- did. We shot 52. I think huh? everybody 18 under, contributed under? a fair amount. Maybe me a little more than the others. No, our team was... We had a great... No. Just a great time. City Park. Blake great was course. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bryce. Bryce. Uh, Bryce B-Bads was awesome. Mitchell yeah, fucking, fucking kept dope. thinking his name was Blake for some reason. Dude, it was just like a weird thought in my mind. I just kept... It just rolls off the tongue. Like, Blake is just a... Just r- flows right out. But no, Bryce played well. RK hit some good shots. You had some good shots. We all had like we had a bunch of which doesn't happen in a scramble often. We had a bunch of natural birdies on our own. Yeah, like where one dude just took the entire hole over. Where I we think we had like five or it. six of those. Um, but yeah, it was it's always fun to play in a scramble. That's going to be a fun tournament for you. Um, we are playing golf uh, Friday in Oklahoma. So excited for that. What's uh, the turd we're playing? Let's. I don't remember already, but let's. Uh, Let's preview real quick. We'll talk about the live event this weekend. Uh, we are going to be down there in Broken Arrow, uh, mostly at the casino, but we might head to the golf course for the twelve fifteen shotgun start. Um, I got the uh, I got the what email. What should we start on? What do you want to What do we want to go out and see? I, I got the email, um, which is great, but we they they sent out a starter sheet. That's fire. <laughs> so I've got the starter sheet here. Um, and it's in a Dropbox, which is hilarious, too. It's just, like, so... I don't even know what a Dropbox dro- is. Uh, so Dropbox is something we use here at the company a ton. Um, it's basically... I'm not a, technologically inclined. I know. Kale, Kale, like, lives on Dropbox. So it's basically when you make a file, you... It's a way to, like, transfer the file. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you put files in there, and then uh, and then there's a link, and then you can go to them. Sounds like you don't know what the fuck it is, either. I don't use it a ton. <laughs> um, you know, Kale and all his graphics and stuff, he'll be like, hey... This graphic is in Dropbox, so then I have a link and I can go grab it. Okay. And then it doesn't, like, clog up your computer with a ton of stuff, or you have, like, a million different files. You just throw it in the Dropbox. Um, So pulling it up here, we've got a crisp 12.15 p.m. shotgun start, live golf, 
Uh, round one, May 12th, 2023. Um, hole, hole number one, we've got Taylor Gooch, Dustin Johnson, Sergio Garcia. Good That's pairing. a fun one. Yeah. Um, all these are captains, by the way, of their t- of their respective teams. So they got the little C oh, next to them. Okay. Um, Brooks Koepka, Martin Keimer, and Phil Mickelson in a group. Pretty fun. Uh, Joaquin Neiman, Louis Tazen, Henrik Stenson. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but just some Honestly, interesting group. Honestly, I hate uh, to say it. Here's a good one. This group will be watching for sure. Bubba Watson, Cam Smith, and Bryson. Oh, wow. I'm definitely... They should do a Bubba Watson and Bryson best ball against Cam Smith. <laughs> they might fucking beat him. Yeah, they might take They're him so down. They're so bad now. But uh, So kind of speaking on live in general, um, did you see all the stuff, the, the aftermath of Adelaide? Yeah. The like, Adelaide golf course like members were pissed. Like they trashed the course. Um, I mean, I think that Liv is just kind of like getting their feet wet with running events this big. There's probably some st- like the PGA Tour has been doing this for 50 years, 60 years, however long the fucking PGA Tour has been around. Um, and this is just kind of the Liv's maiden voyage uh-huh. into, especially a, a tournament like that where they had the party hole, quote unquote with 15,000 people on the one hole or however many people they had on it, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I heard there was definitely some some pissed-off Australians from down under. Yeah, and I don't know. That's kind of a – the thing about that is it's, it's not – it makes Liv look bad, and I don't really care about that, obviously, a ton. Everybody's goal is just to make Liv look bad at this point. But that's on the people, dude. That's on the people that go out there. Every time, like, what are they going to do? Control fifteen thousand people, and what do you, you mean know, the people that go out there? Like the the spectators are the ones that ruin the course. It oh. wasn't live. Yeah, you know, it wasn't the the golfers weren't doing it. I guarantee you that. You know, it, it's, it's the spectators and the people. No, I think you're right. So it's just kind of a bad a bad rep on them for that. I would agree. Um, but yeah, excited. So the um, let's see, excited to go to Oklahoma. Has that sentence ever been spoken before? <laughs> Um, Excited for the Hard Rock Casino. Yeah, we got the Hard Rock Casino. Um, it's at Cedar Ridge Country Club. So, oh, dude, Taylor Gooch is a member there. I actually uh, talked to him. I didn't talk to Taylor. I talked to. I was sitting at the airport bar and met a dude from Oklahoma um, who's in oil and gas or something. Anybody that's successful and lives in Oklahoma is in oil and gas. Uh, but he's a member at the same country club as Taylor Gooch. And I think it's Broken Arrow. I think he's a member there. So I feel like this is kind of a home game for Taylor. It could be Gooching like it his, up. What, out like there. his third win in a row on this tour? He'll make more than Wyndham's made in his whole career in four months. Yeah, it's insane. Should we? So I'm looking at the website right now. Should we club 54 tickets on Friday? $743. You get the spacious, covered, and enclosed venue with balcony. Gives you views of the 18th green. With all-inclusive, superior dining options and the top-shelf open bar, views of the on-course competition and exhilarating entertainment and experiences, private restrooms, and one-day grounds pass to Live Golf Tulsa to witness remarkable golf action for the day selected. I'm out. Dude, one thing I never realized, like, I, I realized it, but now that I'm thinking, like, we're going to actually go watch a golf tournament, like, you're, there's not a coming down the stretch. Yeah. It's a fucking shotgun. You got to find the, gr- 
You got to like, find I, the I group. I know we knew that. Like, but now that I'm like compartmentalizing what we're going to be watching yeah. in person, it's fucking crazy. It's straight up. Oh, the leaders fin just, you know, hold out on hole number three yeah. for a fucking dub. You can sit on any hole. Sitting on 18 means nothing. No, it, I will say the one thing that's cool about it. Oh, do they you, do leaders off one? No, I, they, I would I would imagine they do something like that. Okay, that but seems the thing logical. that's cool about it from a fan standpoint in general, when you get there for the shotgun at twelve fifteen, you're not. It's so fucking funny. You're you can sit on one hole and see every single group and not yeah. have to sit somewhere and wait. Yeah, like that's my one gripe with like. Like PGA Tour events, like if you want to get the best spot at the waste management, you're you're sitting there for six. You're four watching hours a bunch of dog for, shit. Uh, one for, watching nothing. Yeah, like you're literally watching them change the hole. And, yeah, and I mean, no that's golfers. a kind of a special occasion. Um, but just in general, even if you're at any other event, you still have to go find a spot and uh, park there pretty much all day, you know, in order to get a good spot. So I, d I there's there's advantages disadvantages. I'm just Honestly, I think we go into this with an open mind, try not to shit talk it, and just see what it's about. Like, what what is this fucking Barnum and Bailey Ringling Brothers shit all about, you know? This clown show. <laughs> well, let's move from uh, one clown show to another and talk about the AT&T Byron Nelson <laughs> at TPC Craig Ranch this weekend. It's a little bit of a clown show. No, it's not. It's, it's a good... So, <laughs> TPC Craig Ranch. You didn't finish your sentence. McKinney, Texas. Uh, a little purse of uh, ninety five nine point five million dollars. Ninety five dollars. Ninety five dollars. Um, kind of a smaller field. Um, but it doesn't have the on DraftKings right now. It does not have the. Uh, line. You gotta scroll over on the bottom. Oh, I would imagine the leader. No, it's. Oh, they don't have. They they did this the other week. I too, had where, it. No, where it just morning. like goes away temporarily, so it's just uh, not okay. up right now. But once again, another event where you have a crazy. Uh, crazy low leader. Yeah, I yeah. mean, Scotty Scheffler's plus 360 to win the event. Tyrrell Hatton, who I've taken. Uh, I almost think Scotty's a fucking sandbagger for playing in something like this. Like, Well, I think it's like the Texas thing. Like, I think the guys that nah, are from, like, right. Jordan Spieth, this is his thing, and he's now hurt, which we can get into. It almost into, feels but. like he's going to expose himself. Like, is it almost more pressure if a guy like Scotty plays in an event like this and doesn't win? It is kind of, it is kind of funny to think about Scotty Scheffler took off two weeks on elevated events and is now showing up and playing the Byron Nelson. Yeah. Either that or he just has so much money he doesn't give a shit. Well, which no. Which is probably, that's also a good option. Yeah, that could be, but it mm, says yeah. he uh, he took some, let's see here, it said he took he's taken a month away from the PGA Tour, um, Scotty has, and he's back and ready to... You know, probably I have not missed that Buzz Lightyear looking ass face. He's probably fucking ready to dominate. Yeah, like he's plus three sixty to win the event. Neither of us are betting on him because we don't do that. Um, you do privately. Your closet Scotty better. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes it's uh, it's fun to you know Get in watch him fun. lose because I bet on him because I have that power. You know, totally. Um, but he he Scotty Scheffler has made his tour debut here in 2014 as a 17-year-old amateur and finished tied for 22nd, which is hilarious. Um, he His highest finish at this tournament last year was tied for 15th, so he's never, like, won this event. But that was last year. He's he's now the best player in the world. 
he this was right in the middle of his absolute torch run last yeah. year. Yeah, I mean, but everybody kind of thought it was maybe not a flash in the pan, but just a good run. Like I think the way he's viewed now versus how he's viewed a year ago is completely different. That's true. Well, Thank you. one of the guys, so this is also the last chance to get into the PGA Championship. We'll have a big PGA Championship preview pod for you guys next week and be going live on Sunday uh, when the leaders get down the stretch. But um, this is kind of a crazy story from this weekend. This guy uh, playing in this event, There's a he's not even a professional golfer. I, I guess he is and isn't, but he's a PhD student and oh, he's a yes. concert violinist. So Will now... Knauth, I don't, I don't know. Jim Jim Knauth has me fucked up yeah. on that name because it looks like Knauth, K-N-A-U-T-H. Um, but he is playing in this event this weekend. He's, a like I said, a concert violinist, a pilot, PhD student at Columbia, and a decorated Division II athlete. And he's boys not, with Lou Stagner. But not a pro golfer. Yeah. So, um, Great golfer, though, apparently. He is in the field this week on a sponsor exemption after winning the 2022 Byron Nelson Award given to a graduating senior for his achievement in the classroom, on the course, and in the community. Community, A former Carnegie Mellon standout, now this is the first D3 athlete to win the award since 2008 and beat out Cole Hammer and Trent Phillips. So Cole Hammer's another dude, another name that you hear, and you're like, why isn't he on the tour yet? Yeah, just kind of wild that the like, this is just what makes golf so different than any other sport. This dude's just it's like the yeah. it's like an e bug equivalent. Yeah. Oh, this is yeah, it's exactly what it is. So I mean, he didn't even start golfing until he was eight years old. From he's from Wisconsin. Whoa, that's late. That's semi late <laughs> for a guy that's on tour. Like when you he's don't not on tour. He's okay. He's playing a PGA Tour. Event. Okay, I get it. You're, if I would have started golf at one, reach. I still wouldn't be playing on a PGA Tour event. Uh, my son will you start don't know golf that. at one. That is correct. A I'll be his swing coach. Yes, and I will not. <laughs> that would be ideal for his success. Um, but yeah, Byron Nelson. It's kind of like I said, an off week. Um, headed into a major next week. Is there anything else from you today? Um, no, I mean, do we want to read our picks off for the pod? Yeah. Just, uh, if people don't look at Instagram? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, um, so I'll I'll start us off here. Uh, I'm rolling with Tom the Tank Engine. Uh, Thomas the Tank Engine, Kim. He's plus 1,600 to win, plus 175 to top 10. Uh, Min Woo Lee had a couple of really good starts this year. Maybe breaks through in a, a lesser field event. Uh, plus 3,500 to win, plus 360 to top 10. And then I'm going Canadian. I'm going Adam Hadwin. Uh, Canadians do well. Corey Connors won the last event in Texas. So maybe we we give another Canadian some some Texas love. Uh, Adam Hadwin, plus 4,500 to win, and plus 400 to top 10. I love that. I am going with uh, the fiery Englishman, Tyrrell Hatton. He is plus 1,200 to win the event, plus... 150 to top 10. Davis Riley, plus 5,000 to win the event and plus 450 to top 10. And then Eric Cole. I like betting Eric Cole. Like, he's not a guy that I don't think, I don't think he can win this event, but he's a guy that plus 600 to top 10. Yeah, I that's love, great value. Yeah, I love throwing a little throwing a little nugget in there for Eric Cole. So those are my picks. Tyrrell Hatton, Davis Riley, Eric Cole. Sweet. I love like it. it. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Thanks for tuning in to Big Drive Energy. Make sure you follow us on all the social media accounts. We will be live tweeting. We will be taking videos. We'll be making TikToks down at Cedar Ridge Country Club in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma this weekend for the live event. 
Uh, we're excited to see what it's about. We'll bring that content to you all. Make sure you're following us along. I am at Big Drive Spence. He is at Big Drive Mitch. We will talk to you guys next week. Enjoy the last weekend before a major championship, and we'll be back with a preview next week. Peace. Peace.